Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Today I'm interviewing Kurt Fredrickson and we're talking about revitalizing your witness, self-care practices for effective evangelism. Welcome to you, Kurt. Hi, Tina. Good to see you again. Great to have you along, Kurt. Now, you're the Associate Dean for Professional Doctoral Programs at Fuller Theological Seminary, which is where I met you. And so it's really wonderful to have not only a uh, a colleague, a friend, uh, an expert, and speaking into this area uh, today, revitalizing your witness, self-care practices for effective evangelism. Let's talk about self-care because it is very important, uh, just as a bit of a brief, How do you see self-care and how do you define that? Big picture, ministry is hard. And I think that ministry has uh, become more difficult in in recent days in the United States for sure, but I think also in Australia and also around the world. There are a lot of ministry leaders who are just dropping out as being called the great resignation. Uh, And, and you know, minister has always been a, a difficult task, but it just seems to be accentuated right now. For for me and in my ministry, and I learned this along the way and sometimes the hard way, ministry flows from the inside out. We need to make sure that uh, our lives are congruent, that we are living in, in such a way uh, that uh, our, our walk with the Lord is good and strong so that then we can serve other people uh, really in, in Jesus' name. But it is inside out. Uh, that's the only way we can do ministry effectively, I think. If we don't do ministry that way, uh, we have a greater ability to harm other people rather than heal and, and to help. And, you know, unfortunately, all around the globe, at least Western globe, U.S. and Australia, uh, we are seeing ministry leaders that are getting in an awful lot of trouble. And they don't start out to be in trouble. uh, But I think that when we don't attend to our insides, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, tough things happen. And so we need to pay attention. Ministry flows from the inside out. Yes, 100%. And, you know, even when I think about the work of evangelism and mission, I speak to so many people that feel they are faced with even more challenges, Kurt, just because they're involved in the work of outreach, you know, just because they're pushing out to a world that doesn't know Christ. So people are feeling it even more. And even like for people listening along to this podcast are highly invested in reaching out to people that don't know Jesus and are feeling the pushback of of that. So I would imagine that this 
idea of self-care is as important anyway as when we're talking about people in ministry, but all of us involved in this work, would you think? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, when we do evangelistic work, and this is, again, increasingly becoming a part of our world, there's an awful lot of hostility. Some of that hostility is brought on by uh, tough things that the church has done to people and in society, uh, but there is not the openness of the receptivity to evangelistic conversations as there might have been in, in previous generations. And that is going to weigh on the evangelist. That is going to weigh on us as we seek to do ministry to, to other people and to witness. Mm, yes, absolutely. I know that you have some great thoughts uh, developed with a friend of yours around um, this self-care, and there's some very key areas that you like to talk around, which is um, depletion, isolation, and conflict. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Is that a bit of a, the, those three things go together? Are those three things that you've been talking about that can help people with, with self-care? Yeah. So, so the formula that I share with my students, which I got from my friend who used to be the uh, director of ordered ministry for my denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Church. The formula is simple. He he's a person. Mark Mark Novak uh, was a person who was always dealing with the pastors in our denomination who were going through trouble. He had the joy of seeing people get licensed, credentialed, ordained, but also he was involved in the discipline of, of ministry leaders. And working with an awful lot of people through their times of struggle, he, he just came up with this basic formula that ministry leaders get in trouble when there is isolation plus depletion plus conflict. Now, what I tell my students and other ministry leaders that I know is there's not an awful lot we can do about the conflict. We are going to cause that conflict because of the way that we do ministry just because we're human, or conflict is going to find our way in our congregations or whatever our ministry setting might be. But there is something that we can do about isolation, about being separated from people, and there's something that we can do about depletion, of just being emotionally, spiritually, relationally dry. So when conflict comes, if we're not isolated, if we're not depleted, there's a better chance that we're going to continue to do ministry well without getting in trouble and, and running into those times of ministry failure. Yeah, that's very good. And I love that because even conflict, when I think about the work of evangelism, well, there is a lot of conflict that does come. But like you're saying, if we don't get into those spaces of isolation or depletion, we can be better positioned to continue to reach our world. So talk to me about depletion because I speak to people that are going hard at trying to reach their world for Jesus, and and that's wonderful. They're very passionate, but yes, you can become really depleted. I guess many, Kurt, maybe you just get so focused on the work of outreach that you can get into that state and you need that self-care. So talk to me about 
how do you yourself define depletion and what's the solution? Right. So, so depletion is just running dry. It is, is running dry in our relationship with the Lord. It is running dry in our relationships with, with other people. It is not attending to ourselves physically, not eating well, not getting enough sleep, not exercising well. You know, and, and all of that weighs on us. And, and we, we want to do things well. We want to do things right for the Lord. And so sometimes we just work so very hard in, in, in areas of ministry and areas of evangelism that we forget to take care of ourselves. And we, we kind of get this crazy attitude that I'm just going to keep going forward because I'm doing the Lord's work. I don't have time to take care of myself. I've got to do the work of ministry, but it will weigh on us. And it is a, a slow leak that happens in our lives. Too often for us when we run into ministry failure, it not it is not a huge blowout. It is just that slow leak over time that completely wears us down. And when we finally wake up to that fact of depletion, we realize just how far uh, we have we've come off the mark. That is talking to me. Let me have an honesty moment with you, Kurt. Now, I'm a little older now and a little wiser, but honestly, as a younger evangelist, I was just a workaholic, 100% workaholic and focused on it to the neglect of all of those things that you've just said. It's, it's so easily done. Oh yeah. So 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 think about the pastor also who's who's just leading a, a church, you know, and they've got uh, sermons to write and and Bible studies to lead, and and so rather than creating space in your own life to be alone with the Lord, you go to Scripture for that next assignment that you need to do, and we just don't take time to pause. And, and, and just to let our cup get filled up again. And, and we do it for all the right reasons. We got so much to do. We have so many people to see. We have people to talk to about the Lord. And so I don't have time just to settle down. But we have to. We just have to. Yeah. How have you been able to do, implement that in your own life? I mean, really, it's wonderful to talk to someone that's got such longevity of being involved. Um, what, what have you been able to do? I have just built practices into my life. And, you know, and this didn't come out of just brilliant insights. This came out of times of struggle and depletion in my own life. But I have built practices into my life to help me to try to stay with a cup that's full. And, and so just practically, I get up in the morning, you know, and we don't have any kids here anymore. You know, we're all empty nesters here. So I'm up in the morning and the first thing that I do is I'm out on this trail that's near our house and, and I just walk and I don't listen to podcasts. I got my phone just in case I fall over dead so I can tell somebody, but I, I'm just out on the trail which is weird. I'm just out on the trail walking, and this is my time with the Lord. And, and I pray, and and I sing hymns, you know, and I kind of make sure nobody's around me so they don't think I'm some kind of crazy person. Um, 
And, and there's different parts of the trail. I kind of walk the same trail every morning. And I go down by this creek near our house. And, and, and I just, you know, hit, hit the, the psalm, you know, as a deer panteth for the water. So my soul longeth after you. Uh, further along on the trail, it opens up to this wonderful vista. We live in Colorado in the United States. Oh, this wonderful vista of the Flatiron Mountains and the Rocky Mountains behind. And so then my, my psalm that I read and sing at that point is I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? And then I get back home and I read the psalms every day, a few psalms. Uh, I work through passage in the New Testament. And, and right now, I'm also reading this wonderful new devotional by Eugene Peterson that came out uh, uh, a year or so ago. And it's just my chance just to get grounded. That's what I do individually. Then um, I need people in my life. You know, so I have my wife, I've got my kids nearby, I've got my grandkids nearby. And all of that not only gives life to me, but they're also the checkpoints in my life, you know. Uh, my, my eldest granddaughter now, Nora, she's 10 years old, and, and, and she is quite free to tell me when I'm on the mark and when I'm off the mark. And my kids do that. My, my wife does that, too. And, and that's just good, you know, because we're just human. You know, Arch Hart, who used to teach at Fuller before he, he passed away, said something about pastors don't get in trouble because they forget that they're pastors. They get in trouble because they forget that they're human. We're just people, you know, and, and, and we struggle with the same thing that everybody else struggles with. But too often ministry leaders think that we're above it all and we're just not. We can get depleted. Yes, 100%. So your concept of um, staying away from a self-care, of, of not being depleted so that we're more effective with our witness is very holistic because you're talking to me about you're making sure you're connecting with the Lord, but you're out there exercising as well. I'm sure, well, I can tell by looking at you that you, you know, must eat fairly healthy with what with your diet and things like that which I love this holistic approach is that how you see it because sometimes we can get stuck on this spiritual side of things oh yeah no the, the physical side of this is also so important and, and truly um, I mean I'm healthier now than I've been for for a long time you know you get older and you know things start wearing down you go hmm I need to pay attention you know to to my body and so um, I eat better. My wife tries to make me eat well all the time. Most of the time I do, you know, and, and I've got a pretty strict exercise regiment that I'm just involved in every, every day. And, you know, when I eat better and when I exercise and when I sleep well, I just feel better, you know, and, and we are, we're just one little spacesuit of, of people and we need to take care of ourselves because when we don't take care of ourselves, things start to break down and our emotional life, our relational life, our spiritual life, our physical life, they're all connected to each other. We need to attend to that. 
Yes, 100%. So depletion, it's very important to be asking those questions in our own lives and then being able to bring some solutions so we don't become like that. Talk to me about isolation. So I feel like in the work, um, Kurt, of evangelism, you can feel very isolated because it's like, is there anybody else out here reaching their community for Jesus with me? Yeah. Are you on board? So what's your ideas behind this thought? Well, well, some of I've touched on already. I mean, I, I think that you need to have just good trusted people around you. And hopefully that's family uh, to start with. But you also just need other people in your life who we give permission to, to to speak into our lives. When I was pastoring my church and now working at Fuller, I I, I gave permission to my staff to, to speak into my life. When I am going off the rails, you know, to now do it kindly, please, you know, but, you know, to, to, to speak into my life. And th- those people are also the ones who sometimes in, in very overt ways and sometimes in very subtle ways are just that support in my life. You know, I know that I'm not alone because I have people who are praying for me, supporting me, encouraging me. It starts with family but it also moves beyond that to, to other people in, in, in my life. Uh, as well as working at Fuller uh, and then pastor before, I was also police chaplain, both in California, and I've begun to do that again now. And so as a police chaplain, we get, we get involved in some pretty horrific sort of situations. You know, and, and when we're in that situation, we have to be there taking care of those who have, are experiencing tragedy, as well as the officers who seek to be professional and do their job. But after that, you know, the, the chaplains are left on their own. And, and we have made a practice, both in California and now here as well in Colorado, to make sure that we check in with each other as chaplains, because we can't do this alone either. You know, we carry the, the, the burdens of, of, of difficult situations in, in, in a community. And so we need people around us who will support us, encourage us, and, and just kind of let us know that we're, we're not alone in the situation. You know, there's the Old Testament image of, of Moses with his arms being held up by Aaron and Hur. We need those Aaron and Hurs in our life to, to, to hold up our arms for us to do ministry well. We simply can't do it on our own. Yeah, it's so true. And even as we're talking about it, Kurt, I'm just like, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It, it makes sense. I'm sure you know, people listening today, we go, yes, of course that makes sense. We need to not become depleted. We need to not become isolated if we're going to be more effective in our witness. Of course, we go, yes, where do they come unstuck? I know we've touched on a few, but give me some more thoughts on that. So I, it's interesting. We all know the best things that we can do in our life, the practices that we need to do in our lives to stay healthy and whole. Well, we know that ministry is hard. That's not a brilliant insight. That We just know that uh, in the work that we do. And deep down inside, We know that we're supposed to spend time with the Lord. We know that we're supposed to be in good relationships with family and with other people. But but there's 
a gap between the the knowing and the doing and and some of that gap i think comes about through the stories that we tell ourselves what are we saying to ourselves when we just work on the, the work the rat race and and don't take time for ourselves is it that we're trying to prove to ourselves that we're worthy are we trying to prove to god that we're worthy are we trying to prove to other people that we're worthy that you should keep paying me you know and so i just got to keep working you know there there's some sort of narrative that goes on for each one of us that keeps us from doing the self-care work that we need to do and maybe there is a misunderstanding of the gospel as well you know that we forget that underneath it all we are beloved children of god not because of what we do but simply because the lord loves us but too often we say that but there's part of us that just doesn't believe that you know i mean we do but we don't and so we have to keep on working to prove to somebody ourselves the lord other people that that we are worthy of this and maybe underneath it all there is just a sense of pride and ego because we want to be the best and we want others to know that we're the best and if we're going to be the best that means somebody else isn't the best but jesus way was so completely different i mean jesus went the cruciform way uh, my friend J.R. Woodward has a new book out called The Scandal of Leadership. It's a, it's a marvelous book, just came out. And uh, he talks about the canonic journey based on Philippians chapter two, you know, how Jesus emptied himself. We don't understand that. We, we, we say that, but we don't live out that sort of life where we are ready to empty ourselves, to give up everything, to be people who are gentle and and meek and put others first because we've got our agendas we have our pride we have our ego and that needs to be resisted to follow the way of jesus well we could take a selah moment for about six hours and think about that that was all very Very challenging. Truth and challenging and, and good stuff. We need to hear that and be challenged by it. Let's talk about this area of conflict as we finish our time together, Kurt. So if we are, you know, less depleted or not depleted, if we are doing better with our self care, it helps us more with facing conflict, which inevitably in the outreach world, you're going to be hitting that. What are the other little keys to be able to be better at managing and dealing with conflict? Yeah. So let me share a Bible verse uh, out of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 5, Paul says, for when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. There was a time in my life when I just thought of 
Paul as kind of the superhero, you know, who is running around sharing the gospel, you know, throughout the Roman Empire. You know, but this verse just struck me. The Apostle Paul, you know, talks about conflicts on the outside and, and fears within. We know that world. We know of criticism that that is not justly poured upon us. We know that when we make decisions in ministry, that some people affirm that and others will have a very hard time with that. In ministry, we are always on call. You know, we try to set boundaries, you know, but there are those demands of ministry, you know, that continue to impinge upon our lives. If we're pastoring a church, we're worried about who's showing up for con- at the congregation or not. We're worried about money coming in or not. And, and it's just all very difficult. Conflicts on the outside. And then there's fears within. You know, we, we worry, I- I- am I doing my ministry well? We, we get burned out because we just keep working, 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 thinking that the more that we strive forward, um, that ministry will go better. One of my friends once said, in ministry, uh, we are hoping for an avalanche. You know, that just immediately everything's going to change. People are going to come to Christ in droves. But what really happens in ministry all too often is not an avalanche, but a glacier, which is just slow and, and plodding and just takes such a long time. It's, it's impactful ministry, but it doesn't happen o- overnight. You know, and that wears on us because we want the avalanche to happen. And it doesn't work that way. And, and, and so we just get on this treadmill, we we'll work harder, harder and harder. And, and, and that creates, I think, more fatigue in, in our lives. And then we just get into a vicious circle of more and more fatigue all the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what that raises for me is just having the right mindsets and understanding of <laughs> and expectations, you know, to help even just having the right expectations helps me manage, you know, conflict within my internal self. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's expectations that we put on ourselves, but then it's also seeking to help those around us who also have expectations for us, which are not always helpful, sometimes can be quite harmful for us. Yeah, and sometimes we just need to learn graciously, kindly to say no to to those expectations that we put on ourselves and that others put on us as well. Yeah, very good. So many great thoughts today, Kurt. Just love this. So revitalizing your witness, self-care practices for effective evangelism. So we want to Uh, Just in summarizing, we want to be careful that we don't become depleted. We do not want to become isolated. We need to take hold of some of those things you've mentioned today, Kurt, so that we can be healthier in those spaces which position us to ultimately also handle conflict better. In the show notes today, I'm going to drop all the links to a book that Kurt's 
written also that will be helpful, that can help us be um, better with our self-care and also some other articles. So be sure to drop into the show notes, read through those and click on the appropriate link. So Kurt, thank you so much again for another wonderful interview. Yes, Tina. Really appreciate your time. So good to be with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time. Music